Hey guys, welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Desire in His Blood, the first book in Zoe Draven's Brides of the Kylor series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We appreciate you guys. We love and appreciate you. Yes. Okay, so as we get into the colder winter months, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody knows this about me now. I'm a cozy girl. I love the winter months. I love (laughs) autumn. We don't really have it down here. So the days when it's like colder, like when I say colder, I mean like when it hits 50 degrees, I'm like, oh. I know. <laughs> Freaking out. And all we've been doing lately is sending each other videos back and forth of like autumn leaves falling. Autumn. And like, like oh, a cozy look at fireplace. Yes. Oh my God. I and... love being cozy. <laughs> and like this past weekend, I feel like we had like very oh like my beautiful God. weather, it, like gorgeous beautiful, weather. Beautiful weather. Sunny. And 50 degrees, it, it, it was is, literally my dream. I'm like, can oh, yeah. we have this? Can Just we have like this for a couple months in, straight? Yes. Like, a couple months straight, yes. I would love to have a fall. Um, so I usually go to my parents' house on Sundays or Mondays, just depending. Um, and we usually cook. Um, and we get so much more excited during the winter months about what we're cooking, okay? Because, <laughs> like, during the summer, it's like, oh, what do we want to do? I guess we're, like, grill. Like, yeah, and, let's and then, grill. And then we're, like, <laughs> sweltering outside because we're yes. grilling. So it's, like, not fun. You know, yeah. it's not fun like it is. But in, like, the winter months, it's like, ooh, what are what we going to do? Cook? We haven't had rice and gravy. Louisianians are mm. huge on rice and gravy. We haven't had, like, this and this and this in a yeah. while and stuff. So, like, the other day, my mom was just like, a chip came home with a ham. And I'm like, ham? Like, a whole spiral ham. Oh, those um, are so good, though. And she was like, what do you think about doing, like, a Thanksgiving-style, like, dinner? I'm like, I love that. So what? my mom, my mom is, she always hosts all of, like, our big holiday uh, dinners and stuff. So Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and day, my mom hosts all of it, basically. And honestly, it's a really stressful <laughs> whenever people come, like, to the house. And I always, like, help her <laughs> with all of that, you know. Um, and so, like, the day of Thanksgiving is super, super stressful because, first of all, we have a ton of people I know, that you come told over. Me, like, all the things you have to cook. ton of people. Like, like I myself cook four dishes alone. Oh, my God. Alone. <laughs> and, like, my mom cooks so much and, like, people bring stuff. And when I tell you, like, I thought for sure when my mom built her new house that she would have a second oven and she did not. And I was just like, that's like the strangest thing for me because that was one of our complaints right. at the old house was like when people would come, they're like, oh, I need to warm my dish. And there's limited oven real real Space. estate, yeah. you know. So anyway, <laughs> it's like so stressful that day. And then like, so anyway, it's just a lot that day. And she's just like, I just want to cook a Thanksgiving like style dinner to where we're just like chilling and stuff, you know. Nice. And so it was so nice honestly we we got we got like our side dishes awesome. and we got like a beautiful ham and stuff and it was like beautiful weather we sat outside and we ate and it was just so Aww. nice so i just wanted to say i am absolutely in love with fall weather and all the things that you that cook is during amazing fall. i love that so me i made too. my first gumbo big gumbo this weekend <gasps> me too i also did so, what kind of gumbo did you decide to make well I have my own i kind of created Ooh. sort of and the funny thing is is that kevin was like it was damn good. Like, this gumbo was so fire. Mm-hmm. Like, it was delicious. So, of course, dark roux. But I put um, andouille sausage, smoked sausage, the hot kind. I have one pack of the hot. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite sausage brand? Oh, God. I usually use Savoise. Okay, I love Savoise, too. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, go figure. Savoise. Hmm. Love Savoise. Ooh, uh, the Savoise sisters. sisters. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Savoise is a big brand down yeah, here in it's a big. That's what's so funny is, like, it's a big name down it here. It is a big name. Yeah. So, anyway, um, and then, but I also had um, shrimp and oysters. Ooh. So, it's I a love. smoky, it's a smoky flavored because I use a, um, a seafood stock, but mm-hmm. it's a smoky flavor with a sausage. It makes it so delicious. Like, some people are, like, butthurt. Like, you can't mix seafood with the meat. And I'm like, y'all, Honestly, you have no idea I've how good this is. I've never actually met a person that <clears throat> said that. I just hear it around, like, oh, yeah. you can't mix land and sea. But I've never actually met somebody yeah. <laughs> that's eating a gumbo that's like, 
I'm so upset that you put you shrimp, shrimp in my sausage. chicken and sausage gumbo. Like, I've what? never. I know. I've never. So, like, I'm like, do people yeah. really feel like oh, that? Or tasso. do people just I'll like. Tasso in oh, too. Tasso is such a great addition. Yeah. I never even thought about that. So, and I have some special things in it, but I'm not telling anybody. Uh, well, don't what give that away is. your I'll whole recipe. You don't tell me. But, like, that's what really makes it super, like. Oh, man. I'm so mad because I literally just made a gumbo. Um, I made it the Sunday since I wasn't going to my mom's until the Monday. Um, and I made it so that I could, you know freeze half of it because i don't yes. know how to cook for like not a an army like, I, I don't understand we just gumbo, eat ours for a couple of days but i have a couple more people at the house yeah, so gumbo yeah. is not like something that you can just make a small batch you of cannot. It's, it's impossible. it's impossible it's, you, you can't even make like a soup pot you have to make a no a gumbo pot a gumbo which pot. is like big y'all big big, big. okay <laughs> and so anyway so i like have i have a you know a big stash but man now i'm mad the next time that i'm making yeah. i'm 100 adding tasso to it because it I is it just, like it's gonna be like, all those mm. flavors like literally it's like so smoky <gasps> with the oysters and the shrimp oh so good you know what i want thinking of just like toss on ham i want that soup that you made remember that soup oh, that you made yes i want that just letting you know okay. ahead of time whenever you make that i would like that okay yes <laughs> it, it, it's so funny you say that because noelle sent me like pictures of panera's soup because she was sick last week that's my daughter Aww. and she was like this is not the same i'm missing your soup so oh, i want some of your soup no. right now <laughs> like Oh, my daughter loves my soup. Oh, so, isn't that the biggest compliment? Whenever it, people are just look. like, I'm sick and I don't feel good. I'm craving your food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. It's like the biggest compliment ever. I love but, it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All the good feel-good foods. <laughs> We're in our comfort food phase right now. Comfort food, 100%. It's the best type of food. <laughs> Fuck that healthy stint that I yes. went through. <laughs> I know. <laughs> kind of healthy <laughs> it's kind of sort of healthy now maybe yeah. sort of i don't sorta. know <laughs> anyway let's get back to this book okay yes. so zoe draven we absolutely absolutely love her horde king series oh yeah huge fans so whenever she announced that she was going to do like a different world and stuff i was just so very curious to find out like what kind of world she was going to build mm-hmm. and like when she uh like release a synopsis and stuff and we had the vibes of like this is going to be a series about you know aliens of course but these aliens are going to be a mix between like vampires and berserkers <laughs> and kind of like demonish and i was just like interesting so i was like very very yeah. intrigued by it yeah. like the whole like especially like you know we love vampires gotta love a good vampire and she's so, like, a vampire really alien creative race. with her cultures yes. like and i love that they're all very distinctive like yes and and i've even told her before i was like you do realize you're a fantasy writer i know you keep she saying really does son. like she's really <laughs> good she at leans building heavily word, into those worlds, worlds yeah you know? like it's amazing they I mean, don't just course- feel like you know <clears throat> sci-fi you right know? like we're on alien world but she truly yes. is building like a whole like realm and a magical system yes and like everything she 100 yes. is a fantasy writer like oh, yeah. can totally can totally do that so <laughs> i was super super excited when she announced that she was uh doing a new series and guys when i say that i was just so impressed by this book i love <laughs> it and of course it has like one of the we love a faded maid aspect and then oh, we yeah. have like the added bonus for this one since he's like kind of vampire s of having a blood mate a blood mate oh god so we like, love the blood mates you know just taking, taking all my boxes basically <laughs> so i was just very excited about this oh book. yeah so we huge fans huge fans we love it so now let's talk about, let's talk about characters. The specific characters. So we have our human heroine. Her name is Gemma Hara. And she is, you know what this opening kind of reminded me of? Um, I don't know. I can't remember if you've ever read it, but like that Beauty and the Beast um, tale where it involves like mm-hmm. Beauty being, or Belle being the daughter of like a wealthy merchant and they fall on hard times. Have you ever read that version of it? No, I haven't. When I was in seventh grade, it's a book that's literally called called beauty and i think it's by robert mckinley i remember it okay. when you say that i remember the cover i remember and like and i, I was remember obsessed with it because i was just like this is such a cool concept but um it, apparently it's just like one of the like beauty and the beast myths and like it's been you know retold, retold a couple of times right. and stuff like that and there's even sorry i'm getting <laughs> off tangent 
but um, there's even a French Beauty and the Beast version. They use that type of background. So when I was reading this version where we have Jemahara and she has like a wealthy like merchant father and she also has two other sis sisters and that's like literally like I was like oh my god this is kind of like the Beauty and the Beast retelling that I love to read. Yeah. So like I had those vibes and it kind of like is like that. Like it is a Beauty and the Beast type of story. It very much is. You know because he seems very, very beastly, beastly mm -hmm. you know and I just uh, even like with the temper and all of that. Yes. Yeah. And you know how I absolutely love Beauty and the <laughs> Beast retellings. quite, and I don't know that she intended it, but you're right. That does I want to ask those, her. Like, can you ask her? I can, <laughs> girl, give me two seconds. I'll just message her. I just right want to know. I just want to know. Was she inspired? You want me to message her right now? No, I'm serious. Okay, hang on, because I know she's online. I saw them talking. Okay. Update soon if Zoe responds while we were uh, <laughs> while recording we're this. Yeah, yes. while we're podcasting. So, anyway, I was like, I, I really loved it, especially since like she seems to be the most responsible sibling. She has taken it into her hands to kind of like save the family because her father has a spending habit, okay? So they were like a very wealthy, influential family, but like there are signs that not all is well, that stuff is being sold and stuff like that, and they've had to like economize. And also, she's the only one that's worried about he's it. doing it well. And I also kind of understand she's got a little bit of that martyr syndrome where she's like, she's trying to protect her sisters. They're much younger than her. And she's so she's kind of taking the mother motherly role, right, and hiding everything from them. Yes. And so it makes sense to me that she is hiding it from them. And that's why they behave like, especially Piper, who is a little bit of a brat, you know, just yes. spending money and whatnot. And like you just like, like her hate head's me, in the you know? sand. She, yes. she just wants she to go out, idea. have parties, have nice dresses. Right. She's very concerned she's with outward she's appearances. She's a hateful sister. <laughs> she's just, she's not, she's clueless as she to is. what's really she happening. She doesn't know you that know? Gemma has so. literally been handling the finances and they only have like one profitable business like left and it's the mines and like Gemma is the one that's been handling it all for the past couple of years and it's a lot of responsibility and she her father's so heavily in debt that like even though she's like halved his debt mm -hmm. it's still astronomical and oh, such yeah. a heavy burden oh yeah and then they have this uh, man that approaches her and being like look there's a way to solve this um we've had an offer you know there's rumors about all the hara girls they're really beautiful, they're so beautiful and stuff and we have an offer of marriage where he'll literally settle your father's debt right and so like it seems like this will be the solution to all our problems unfortunately whenever she's like okay like what's what's the catch whatever and it's of a race that is kind of a little notorious the Kylor and they're yeah. like oh wow like the rumors about this alien race are supposed to be like brutal and that they're like vampires and berserkers and like they drink blood and so like literally her image of like her potential husband is like somebody who could potentially drink her dry right like what does he want me for <laughs> exactly he, the guy even says he specifically asked for the eldest eldest Hara Hara daughter. daughter and she's like I don't know this guy. Why does he want me? What's yeah. going on? So there's a lot of mystery yes. right off the bat, which I really love. <laughs> I love too because it's like, what? It, what? Why does he specifically want a hard daughter, and why does he want the, the eldest, eldest daughter? It's like very interesting. We mm -hmm. don't know like what his intentions are, and she's between a rock and a hard place. How can she refuse this to save her family? Like literally save her family, even though it means that maybe she could potentially be in danger and possibly die. Yeah. You know? So yeah. then we have, like, she and her dad travel, like, alone to, like, a neutral meeting ground where they get yeah, married, basically. Yeah, it was basically. off planet. Like, off they didn't want to come to that planet specifically. Right, right. They wanted a, in a mutual, um, like, what do you call it? <laughs> A neutral, neutral, a neutral turf, ter neutral yeah. turf territory. Um, so they get married, and like the first time that she sees him, he literally looks demonic, guys. Like he has like dark gray skin. Yes. He has horns. He has wings. He has fangs. Red eyes. Red fucking eyes. I I love how Zoe Draven's like not afraid to like really make her people like yes, <laughs> make him a monster. <laughs> he looks so monstrous. <laughs> I but, love you know, it. Very human features. Um, right. And uh, very large, of yes, course. very uh, so much larger than oh, look, her. She's responded. Okay, okay. So we have confirmation from Zoe because <laughs> we did want to ask her if she was like truly inspired by it, and she said that it was not apps. It was definitely not something that was on her mind whenever she was creating this story. So it's just a connection that I saw. But she did say subliminally, <laughs> yeah. it might have happened because she loves Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. So, yeah, of how can you not? How can you not? So anyway, I every just, romantic I just, has to love that. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, who are you? But like, what are you doing in our community? Yeah. Get out. Like, why, why, why are go. you trying to be my friend? No. <laughs> I will not accept it if you don't Sorry. like Beauty and the Beast. Okay? I'm just saying no. 
<laughs> so anyway, that was our first impre- impression of Azur. It's like shocking and she is worried for her life, okay? And mm-hmm. he's not giving off the most welcoming vibes. So, you know, this is what she's stuck with, guys. Is yeah. she's, like, she's going to a planet where she knows nobody, yeah. to her knowledge, has no humans, and uh, he could do whatever he wants with her because he, her father actually literally says, like, hey, so you're going to, like, not hurt her or anything. He's like, she's my wife now. You don't have I, any say. Oh. And he's, like, so smirky. He's like, I can do whatever I want with my with wife. With my wife. Y'all, if y'all hear this on audio, the audio is good. Is good. It's like, oh. I didn't not listen to really the audio well. and now i'm like i have to re-listen i have to reread yeah. again just so that i can yeah. listen to the it's, audio now it's pretty damn good <laughs> so yeah so that's our setup for our story is Gemma is sacrificing herself to save her family mm-hmm. and going live in a new planet with vampire berserkers and we love it <laughs> no biggie <laughs> no, no biggie big. no biggie all right guys so if you have not read desire in his blood what are you doing go read it and come back and hurry hurry us. hurry and go read it <laughs> so. all right so we get to the planet. Well, no, not even before they get to the planet. When they're on the spaceship heading back home, he basically, like, like just, like, take her and put her in a room, basically. Yeah, and she's she, like, am I a prisoner? Like, what's happening? But they do. They kind of lock her in, and she's, like, just drinking herself into a stupor. Yeah. Like, she's not eating. She's just like, what because is my life? Because she's literally, like, how crazy and isolating must it feel to, first of all, have, like, a wedding that doesn't feel like a wedding, you yeah. know? And, and she then, feels stupid because she wore white. She like, wore, trying like, a to wedding, be, like, a traditional, traditional wedding dress. Yes. And, and, like, he was, like, in his, like, armor, you know? like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and so she felt so dumb. And then, ugh. like, she's – her husband doesn't talk to her. And his, you know, right-hand man is basically just kind of, like – Throwing her in a room, being like, yeah. stay here, and lo- I'm going to lock the door with you in it. And how many times a day do you eat? <laughs> she's like, Yeah, three? like, how many days do you feed? Like, there's like, like she's, she's a like, puppy. Three? You know? Yeah, they have to go feed her. Like, she truly feels like a prisoner on this flight, you know, to her new home planet. And so she, like, refuses to sleep in the bed. She's laying on the couch. Yeah, and she's she, just, like, she, drinking. But she drinks herself, and then she wakes up, and he's, he's there in, there in the room staring. Oh, that must be like. <laughs> This scene was so intense. It and, is like, so intense. And just like, he's just like looking at his And new you can bride. just feel the hatred There's coming so off of him. He's mad. And she doesn't understand it. Right. And she's just like, you know, I mean, he intentionally picked her. So obviously to her, it doesn't make sense. Does right. that make sense? But what we do find out is there is a history. And we don't know it all in the beginning, but we do know he has intentionally sought out a Hara daughter because he has some beef with her dad. Yeah. And it's not hard to figure out, like, her dad isn't, like, the most, you know, reliable type of person. And at first, like, I didn't know if it was because, like... like, some sort of gambling debt debt, or some swindle Some sort of thing like that. But But it actually goes so much deeper than that. And it starts to feel real personal. Super personal. And, like, his intention in marrying a Hara bride is, like, literally to... To make her suffer. To make her suffer Mm -hmm. and hopefully make her dad suffer suffer in turn but he does want something he does want something there is like a bigger purpose than just like let's stick it to hara right um he is what we later find out the um kylor have something that they call soul gems so when a person dies you have to have their body and there's a process in which their body like the remains can be made into a soul gem compressed into a soul gem and there's like almost like this in-between realm so there's like different kind of realms you know the living and then there's the realm of like the lost who Mm -hmm. don't have a soul gem and then Mm -hmm. there's the realm that basically you go your soul is happy and you can like be with other souls and they have like um one time per month where like you can almost feel the presence almost like the the veil between the living and the dead is a little yeah. bit like thinner yeah and so he has a loved one his um, beloved aunt who has died yeah. off planet she was an ambassador and she mysteriously died and nobody knows where the body is and Gemma's dad was involved in it somehow yes. and so this is his reasoning why he wants to marry her and why they're still searching for her body because she doesn't have a soul And they had just gotten out, like, they just found out that her father is responsible, like, yeah. two months prior. Yes. You know, and, and so, so, like, he's made plans. This is an interesting thing because later on we find out he has many siblings, okay? So mm-hmm. there's a, a handful of brothers and one sister. And um, some of the brothers, they just want the whole goal is just like we just want him to tell us where the body is. And Azor is like, no, I want him to suffer. 
like he wants to go that extra step yeah and that's why he's taken this step too oh also we didn't mention sorry jumping around a little bit but we didn't mention that Gemma, whenever she's in negotiations the sum that he oh, offers yeah. to pay is astronomical but she decides well i'm gonna go for broke and she's like i, I also want an additional I, I want double and i want half of it to be put in my name in an account that no one can touch that no one can touch that specifically your father can't touch because this is the thing mm-hmm. all his debts are going to be wiped out and she's like you know the mind's so profitable like you can 100 percent start you can still you know steal. making your own money and right. stuff like that but like in the back of her mind, she didn't trust her dad, and well, so she's that's like, why "Yeah, she he asked, can just start swindling more money and yeah, then gambling sp- you know. and borrowing from the wrong people and do it all again." And she is very concerned about her sisters. And I really love that. Like that was definitely an intention of hers. It's like she's not trying to take the money because she's greedy. It's literally an insurance policy because right. she's like, "If my dad does do it again, I want my sisters to have options, and right. this is how I can, you know, help them out." And you know, he doesn't know know any of that right he just thinks that she's being like you know a typical like hara you know person negotiating for more money oh, of or course whatever. she's a greedy little, yeah a little greedy, you know, greedy yeah she wants more money and you know what i really love too because like of all the rumors about the Kylor, like nobody nobody really knows nobody's like really been to the They're planet or like people that have been yeah blood drinking animals she's thinking of like this wasteland this like basically like Bar- hellscape barbaric like, yeah like just like rocks and like lava like something like crazy you know <laughs> hellscape i love that hellscape and she gets there and it's fucking fantastic. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. She she even says she feels even a little shabby because like the, their house had been run down and decrepit and was falling apart. Yeah. Because it was so neglected over the years. And like she even felt like uh, this is like way nicer than anything I yes. could have imagined and yes. c- would see myself living in even, yes. you know. Exactly. And it's a pristine palace. It's so beautiful. So there's a beautiful palace and it's like on like this cliffside and it's overlooking the sea and she's never even seen the sea before. And mm-hmm. she's just like so fascinated by it. There's I love mountains. that she keeps trying to go to see the ocean and yes. he gets mad at her. Every time she wants to see something beautiful, he just gets mad. He's just like, kind of like, what are you doing? And like <laughs> you're under supervision and like you I, can't go anywhere without my permission. So I really like that even though that she's scared, mm-hmm. she does stand up to him. Oh, yeah. Like, she's feisty and she pushes back at him. Yeah. So whenever he is, you know, um, he's demanding stuff of her, mm-hmm. she calls him out on it. And I think that that's why I really like her rela- their relationship is because she is not one to be normally confrontational. Mm-hmm. But, like, she has nothing to lose, first of all. Like, he can do whatever he wants with her. And she's like, okay, this could spell my death by standing up to him. Yeah, but like, I don't want to, I want to go down swinging if that's what is going to happen, you know? Yeah. And I when, love that she's kind of fearless when it comes to him. She is, even in the face of like extreme danger, because even before they got on the planet on the ship, when he shows up in her room, he goes behind her and he like oh, yeah. grabs her hair and like wrenches her neck back. And she's like, like oh my God, he's, he, he might like drink me dry right now. Yeah. Like there is that threat. And um, she doesn't know that like blood drinking is kind of like um, not a delicacy, but n- not even all of the like, you know, people of the realm are able to drink blood like all the right. time. It's they can survive on regular food for right. sure. But like drinking blood, that is something that is it gives them you their know, strength gives and power them strength. and everything. And, and if you have a blood mate, it <sighs> gives a Kylor a special, special yes. berserker like aspect. So of course it pisses Azor off <laughs> when he finds out that she is his blood mate. Oh, like yeah. she he was already feeling this pull towards her. Yeah. And then he discovers after he does end up by biting her that this is his blood mate and it literally drives him nuts because her blood tastes like better than any other blood that he's ever had mm-hmm. and like Juliet said it actually gives him like enhanced strength like he his yeah. body gets bigger he feels himself he's like is anybody noticing yet i'm getting yes. bigger like he knows it like yes. he can feel his clothes are tight you know like you know it's happening he's he's more he's stronger and also like later on we find out that they actually can go into like almost like a berserker rage and right. stuff like that and it just means that they're stronger and more powerful and everything like They're that. super big super big Hulky. and it <laughs> you can 
you can go into like a berserker rage without being you know mated Mm -hmm. but it's harder like it's a slower transition to that process and like once you're mated like it's like instantaneous right. and stuff like that so like you know it, it's there's some benefits yes, there to being blood advantage to this but he's like how have the gods done this to me Be like, like to make her a horror daughter is my blood mate like exactly. he's just furious exactly so yeah and um so he is mad at himself for being attracted <laughs> to her yeah of he's course. like how do I no like I I don't want to find her beautiful. He even like always like talks about like bad about her clothes, oh, like yeah, her shabby clothes. Her shabby clothes, and she's all like covered up like from head to toe and, and she stuff puts like her that. Hair in a little you know prim bun, a tight oh, little bun. We should also mention that that the bite is also extremely arousing uh, yes. to the blood mate, and yes. so she like she comes the first time he drinks from her, and she's so embarrassed and humiliated. Because he's just kind of all smirky and being a jerk about it. Yes. And she, like, basically goes to the corner and cries. It's like, leave me alone. She's like, how can I be with this guy? I just thought this was so cool that Zoe did this. This is a true enemies to lovers. Yeah. This is a true enemies to lovers. What it looks like when it's done really well. Yeah. Where there is, she hates him because he's making her feel humiliated. He's basically bought her. And He's like, yeah, that's right. I can do whatever I want to you. But in the back of their minds, it's like he's softening toward her and she is as well toward him. And so it's just like really cool to watch this transformation yeah. from this first moment. And then he starts to soften a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he like, starts to soften. Because like I said, she keeps standing up to him mm-hmm. and she's like calling him out on his bullshit. Like, you, you know, you're looking down on me, but like you crave my blood. Yeah, does, yeah, that, you does that annoy you? You can't walk away, can you? Yeah. Like <laughs> like you're you're basically spitting on my name, but like you're the one that's craving me. Like yeah. you're coming to me. <laughs> I love and I that. like how she throws that in his face. And then like when she actually gets upset, he gets upset and he's like, yes. Oh God, I hate feeling you like can't. a douchebag. Yeah. You know, like exactly. I, I don't want to feel bad. Exactly. Exactly. for her she's a horror daughter but like he gets to know her but he's like i can't be cruel yes. like she's done nothing to me like she's you know done nothing she's done nothing and she is alone in this mm-hmm. world and so like he has a sister a younger sister and she's very upset that this this woman is even there you know and there there's this moment where you know she's given free reign to walk around the keep and stuff um so she can go she just can't go anywhere else with like an escort but she comes across this courtyard and there's (laughs) these beautiful like flowers that are growing but like they're they're untamed and they're vines you know yeah and there's lots of like dead and stuff and so she um has taken care of gardens before so she decides to to go in there prune prune and then his sister pops up loses her mind loses it and she just like do not touch these and she's like i'm just cutting away the dead ones and stuff like that and she finally like the sister calms down and she's like oh you know how you to know how to you know take how to care tend of them? garden and she was like well yeah and she was like we have similar you know things and if we mm-hmm. just cut them back and stuff she's like i didn't i didn't realize that these were important to you i don't, I don't have to it's be just, so aggressive yeah. and this is know? also where she kind of recognizes the resemblance between her and yeah because um, i you know we at first she's vibes, like like is this they... another wife like yes. she has no idea what kind harem? of culture this is she's no clue yeah exactly and, and so um she realized this is azora's sister and then then she explains the sister explains yeah these are my mother's favorites and we had a gardener and he over trimmed and some of it and like ruined a back. whole wall of them yes and so that's why she's so protective and of course she hates um jimahara for the same reasons the rest of the family does but Gemma doesn't know what it is. Gemma about. has no idea. And you know what's so crazy, though? Like, he, Azor literally has to go in his office, like, when he's feeling, like, soft for Gemma mm-hmm. and watch the video of his his beloved aunt being murdered being just murdered. to remind himself that, yeah, like, what I'm you doing cannot for. fall. You cannot fall right. for her. Like, this is what's at stake here. I need it's to be so able to sad. find my aunt. And, like, oh, God, the whole I, – I really like the – the um the pull that he's feeling towards her versus like this duty because right also um a little bit of backstory as well so he has um his two parents his mother has died his father's still alive and he's kind of like working as an ambassador as well and he lives off world most of the time right um and his sons have different territories and they rule basically you know all the territories and the mom um was the sister of the aunt, obviously. Aunt Ina. Aunt Ina. And she died so distraught and upset that her sister's soul gem 
wasn't going to be there and so that she couldn't be with her in the yeah. afterlife and, and so they like, know they know she's dead because the mom their uh azor's mom was like i know she's in I the feel soul it. realm like i can feel her but she's not with us she's separated from us you know yeah so, so the whole goal is to find Ina's find body. Find Ina's body and bring her back bring to her back. Their, their planet, you know, so their Ooh. souls can be united. Also, speaking of uh, the planet, there is a thing that makes them very wealthy. And that kind of, like, mm. plays into the overarching plot of the world. Yes. So um, Azor, his, he specifically has, like, this huge, like, farmland where they grow a plant called lore. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it has, has different, different effects. effects. Oh, my gosh jinx uh yeah different effects on different um species yeah so and for um i mean mostly is i feel like it's you know it's some kind of it's a kind of weed yeah and like for different people it could be like a mellowing effect a sort of meditative yeah he he often smokes it to feel mellow because he's like down like from their berserker feelings and and his feelings for, for Gemma too. Yeah, and his feelings <laughs> for Gemma. He gets kind of hot, but uh, for humans, it's usually arousing. It's an aphrodisiac, guys. It's an aphrodisiac. You gotta love. A good so aphrodisiac. I was like, okay, I'm liking this. This is gonna play later for sure. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so anyway, they have like different. Um, they have different realms, and his realm is known for being profitable. But there's mm-hmm. other realms that like covet that. Right. And they of course want to buy it but they also like want to try to grow it themselves they can't mm-hmm. like it's specific about the land where it is his about land. the land here yes um so anyway as he starts to soften for Gemma, because like i said he is starting to see her as a person and less mm-hmm. like a hara daughter and like she's she's very fascinating he learns of what she's been dealing with for the past couple of years that she has tried to take care of her father's debt like mm-hmm. she wasn't unaware of it she's trying to help it and she's basically been toiling day in and day out to try to and like what she's accomplished is amazing like he is impressed that she was able to pay off the amount of debt that she did and also run the only profitable profitable business yeah. she, that they I mean had. she's been literally out in the field daily working yes. the, it's the salt I forgot what it's called the salt yeah, the salt mines or this part that you're talking about I really loved it because he asked her like she's like because she keeps throwing it back in face you can do whatever you want to me you think you're gonna like hurt me or scare me like I've been through more than you could possibly imagine or whatever right. and he's like tell me tell me what you've been through yeah like you I know, know and she doesn't confess the death of her her mother like how her mother died but we yeah. also learned that she has died yeah and her, she's been so they've also like they both right. they both felt the loss, loss of a family member right. a loved one mm-hmm. um and so again like he's starting to see her as a person now which mm-hmm. i really love mm-hmm. and he takes her flying for the first time yes he takes her down into the village too for mm-hmm. steam cakes we oh my god steam cakes <laughs> so like her her little handmaid um the handmaid's mom Ludane, makes these yes. beautiful uh steam cakes and she's brought brought them to Gemma and Gemma's like oh I would love to go down to the village and she's just very interested in this land um and now that he's starting to accept that you know he's kind of falling for her now um (laughs) he wants to spend time with her and so he takes her down there and I really love this this moment where he doesn't even like steam cakes he hates them as a matter of fact (laughs) he thinks they're too sweet this was a funny scene I love these little light scenes where She's like teasing him, and then he's like, "Well, oh, I have something else you can come and eat." And this other vendor has like, I don't know, guts on a stick or it's something. Like, it's like, like meat and it's bloody it's on like, like a awful, skewer, the awful kind of meat. Uh, yeah, you on know, like a like skewer, the, and and he's like, like, "You blackened. need to try, you need to try this." Yeah, and like, this. she doesn't want to offend uh, anybody, anybody. So she eats it. And she's like, honestly, even though the texture like, is gritty, the it's gritty. good. It's, it's, it's gritty, good. but it's good. <laughs> So, and, like, he's just so impressed with her. And, like, yeah. I just love – and she wants to see the lore fields. And mm-hmm. so he's like, well, there's a lookout point. Like, we, we don't need okay. to go, like, in the fields. Right. So, you know, it's a it's a long journey down. But there's a lookout point, and it's a good view. And so he brings her there. And while they're looking over the mm. crops, oh, my goodness, um, they're literally under attack. So, yes. like I said, there's some neighboring territories, and there's been disputes and stuff like that. And um, I find this interesting, too, because I'm just wondering, like, in future books, you know, there's only two books out in the series. If we're going to see some more of these people that um, are from different territories. But this this guy, um, he is actually, like, riding this, like, kind of dragon Dragon-like beast. beast. I love yes. it. And they're trying to, like, you know, <laughs> damage the lore fields and stuff like that. And the fact that... His mate is in danger. Oh, yes. Triggers a berserker rage. Yes. And he flies out. He's like, go back to the keep. Yeah. Watch her. 
I will take care yeah. of this. Yells and she's so worried because she's like, oh my God, oh my you cannot God. take what is this, he doing? this by, on by yourself. Like he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. And so like she's so invested because she's yeah. like, she doesn't want him and to get Day hurt. And Luke Day and her handmaid's like, don't worry. It's okay. But she does say, this is all because of you. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know that this is because of you, right? Yeah. And she doesn't but quite what? understand like what that she's means. She's never seen but. him. Like she's seen how like the effects of her blood has made him like look bigger and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but she doesn't really know what but it means. But now he's like in full rage. Full rage. <laughs> and like he's using his like he has like vampirances with like, you know, hidden little swords in his uh, wrists and stuff like that. And like literally what would take you know a couple of people to right. bring this thing down a of the he's literally chopping them just, to pieces just like by chopping himself. the heads off of the dragon he's and just like, like don't worry i got this oh my god and i also love like after the battle rage like his first his first thought is for her and so yes. he flies back to her and they had they had there was a conversation earlier on i think i think it was earlier than this where like after the rages like they needed to sate themselves on their blood mate yes. you know and so He's craving her blood and her sex and, like, everything. And they've not yet had sex. So this is the first time. Holy moly. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Talk Hi. about heightened emotions. Hi, Kylor. <laughs> and I love it because, like, you know, I, I like also um, just, like, the whole vibe of the scene where – the reason why he was in such rage is because his mate was in danger. Mm-hmm. So the protective feelings are coming out. Right. And like after he has vanquished the thing that was threatening his mate, he's like, he needs to go <laughs> make sure that her. she's okay. And yes. be reassured that she's yes. fine and she's there and she's whole. Mm-hmm. And she also has a moment where she's afraid for him as well. And yeah, like, oh, she I wants could him potentially to potentially lose. Like, I could lose him, first yeah. of all. Because he, he does get injured too. Like yeah. when he's like carrying her back there, flying with her back to the bedroom, she's like at first You're just bleeding. worried about you're bleeding like are you okay you know but as soon you know as soon as he gets some of her blood he starts to heal and she kind of forgets because you know they're in the midst of other yeah you know what's also i really like the moment whenever Gemma decides to like bite him back yes and he loves it he's just like little blunt teeth (laughs) her little blunt teeth but draws blood man she she really goes for it it. and i just really love it so anyway and i I really like how we love biting we talked about that last time i think we love biting biting scene like like a good you know Mm. it's it's a it's a mating mark it's the it's the claiming it's the claiming like it's like it's like you you want them so badly all you can do is bite them yeah. you know like and also i like how he has the option to heal her bites but he doesn't he want doesn't. to because he wants everybody to see that's right that this is, this my, is mate. my bitch this is my mate okay <laughs> i just want to let you know just that she's fine at the harvest ball when he does it purposefully what a oh shit oh my goodness oh god i love like she gets like this beautiful like red dress and oh, stuff like yeah. that like she feels uncomfortable being in like these beautiful dresses and stuff yeah she's never um, worn that kind of stuff and all kind of like mourning it like i want you to wear all the pretty dresses I know. and she finally wears like this beautiful red dress and he's like stunning he's like yeah. she i don't want anyone to see her like this but i have to go show her off and i just love it <laughs> and this is actually the ball where she meets um the rest of uh his family because like she hasn't met any of the other brothers and stuff mm-hmm. well he's a twin he is a twin. Yeah, so we have Kaithel. Yes. his twin. And Kaithel is salty. He is super Look. salty about the fact that um, this is his blood mate. And he's like, you have lost, you have lost, like, your vision. Yeah. Because you said that you and were going to do one thing, and now you're not. And yeah, we're Kythel supposed to be and, getting vengeance. Uh, the other brother, Calder, I think. I can't remember the other brother's name, but they were both kind of like Kythel takes her dancing and the whole dance is just like so like almost menacing. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, basically like just inspecting her. Like, what does he see in you and what's yeah. going on? You know, Azur loses his mind. A little. He starts to go in berserker mode in the ball. Yeah. And she knows. So this is the big harvest ball and this has been playing for weeks, apparently. And it's very important because the whole town gets to come in and be a part of, like, celebrate, yes. you know, their their prosperity of the whole, right. you know, uh, of Laura's, the city, and everything else. And so she knows, even though she's just been insulted, she's like, I don't want him to, like, go berserk in here. And, and, and on his family, like, too. Like, she doesn't want to create discord in the family. Right. Like, she feels bad about it, right. you know. Um, but she also doesn't understand because this is actually the scene where she finds out, like, what it's all about. Right. She doesn't know that his aunt's died. She doesn't know that her she dad has a part. So, like, whenever Kythel makes that comment, like. She wants to know. She's like, she's you like, need to tell me what's going on right. now. So this is whenever he has to tell her. And she doesn't yeah. want, she's like, she doesn't want to believe it. But she's like, I need to see it. 
and so she actually watches the video where her dad and like his lackeys um they oh, kill her God. and, and she, it's her dad who points the laser gun and yeah. like blasts her like ends her it's just horrifying it's just it's horrifying and so she just like she feels so bad and she's like well no wonder why and yeah. she also feels just kind of like how can my marriage be based on this yeah like he hated me and for yeah. good reason yeah. like my family has done him she's wrong. like how can we ever come back from this yes and she just like i just don't like, i just don't, I don't know i need it. to be alone like she wants to be alone she just kind of like i just don't i just don't know how we can move forward from this basically right. like i i don't blame you for hating me so and he's like no what <laughs> it's like okay okay i love for like two days she sleeps and every time she he barges past luke day and she hasn't eaten and she hasn't woken up she hasn't gotten out of bed and so he's like just like sitting on his balcony staring up with moony eyes up at her balcony like waiting for her to wake up and um Kyle Dare I believe the brother Kyle Dare I can't I I hope I'm saying the name right but anyway he comes to talk to him and he's like look you told her everything didn't you he's like yeah he's like she didn't know he's like no she didn't know like obviously they all misinterpreted her just like azor had from the beginning thinking maybe she knew all about their aunt ina when yeah like she, she was knew nothing involved or yeah. she was just like selfish just enough hiding to not care and like to not right. care you know right. to be aware of her father's crimes and just right benefit because we know, also learned them. that the blame that they have and the money that they have came from that murder yeah you know it didn't come from him being this great general yeah we find war. out that her mom was actually the person who was like from money and her dad mm. wasn't and like her mom's parents like did not approve of the match right and like they were kind of struggling for a little while and then after her after dad the war, got the appointment in the from, war all of a sudden from, that mm-hmm. they were super rich and they had this huge land in this house and stuff like this and so like that she feels like literally her home was a result of her husband's aunt being murdered and right. like how do you come to terms with that so yeah so i love <laughs> wait go ahead you're gonna say something no i was just gonna say like so this is her solution is yes. to be like i need to fix this yes i need to be the one to go to my father and i need him to confess first of all and i want him to just like i in. need this for me i need yeah. him to talk to me i, I want me. him to confess and i want him to turn himself in yeah and um, she also says i want to do this alone like i don't want I need to basically settle accounts with my father because yeah. this is like, and she also starts to think back and think back to her mother being very depressed after he came back from Peggy, like yeah. all of the things and her depression where she slipped into finally she killed herself. Yeah. Like this is like, this is a serious, dark, heinous secret that has punished their family yeah. for so They've long. They've been suffering, you know, with that burden over that dark cloud over their family so, for so long. And she's like, if I can go to my father and demand to know where your aunt's body is, like, that's, I, I need to be able I to love do that. His, I love his reaction. Just like, no, no. <laughs> like, like, I love he that kind of reaction. He does not want to let her go. But And also, he also thinks that this could possibly be the end of them. Like, yes. what if she doesn't come back? Yes. Because she says, after we get back, we'll talk about what's possible for us. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, how can we come back from this? Yeah, and like, like I just so don't see. This is where, you know, the third third act breakup or third act conflict, like, I 100% am behind this. Yeah. Like, I totally understand the motive for all of this makes so much sense yes. to me. And, um, and I really love it because it all comes from a point of love. Yeah. Like, she's not leaving him because she's angry or furious at him. She's leaving because she needs to fix things with her family and she doesn't know if she and deserves she's devastated that she's attached to a person that could cause someone that she loves so much right harm. and the whole family like they're all standing around she's like all of these people must hate me but yeah. in, in truth they don't but it's just how she's feeling you know yeah so so she returns home and she confronts her father <laughs> and he honestly falls apart like he he yes. like just he's just like you don't understand like I was told to do this and it was orders it, it was, was war. orders you know exactly and he's making all these excuses and um and she's like do you know who that person was this was it wasn't oh a random ambassador or whatever blah, blah, blah. no this was my husband's aunt beloved aunt and she and she, she was, was a peace ambassador she was a peace ambassador she wasn't there to stir up trouble and continue the war or anything she was like, literally there to just negotiate he's like oh blah, blah, blah. so anyway he's feeling he's feeling badly as he should yeah i love but how she's like keeps... you're going to turn yourself in yeah and he keeps denying he's like but it was war and those were our orders and they said if we just did this we could come home and it, what's so funny to me is i could 100 percent 
I know this has happened in real life. I know this has happened in real life in other wars and whatever, where people have just convinced themselves that if I just do this one horrible, horrible thing, then I can get out of here and go, you know, yeah. back home, whatever, you know. And so, so it's not that his plight was unsympathetic. It's that the he did it. The evil. whole picture, the whole yes. picture is that you know he did it for selfish reasons, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, obviously felt badly about it, felt burdened about it, and the mom felt burdened knowing that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it ruined kind of like their whole family. And he does feel badly enough that he is going to turn himself yeah, in. Yeah, I know. And he That's does agree. Incredible. I love that. He does agree to say where they left the body. Right. And so I like that. I like back. that she does it. I like that he wasn't like this evil, sinister person that like right. wanted to harm her after being right. called out and stuff like that. He truly felt remorse and badly as he should and i kind of right. really like that yeah you know it just so we don't it have felt a powerful. happy ending for the father because yeah. he doesn't really deserve one yeah it you felt know? very powerful and i also really like that she received recognition from her sisters too because they finally yes. found out like how bad it was especially the, the youngest piper, one yeah piper was so mean Balling, to her. yeah she was the first one to hug her and was just like i'm so I'm sorry. sorry i didn't realize yeah. i didn't know what was yeah. happening and stuff and I, I just I just really, really, really liked the way that that kind of resolved itself. Mm-hmm. And so she's been kind of taking care of, like, the home. Like, mm-hmm. you know, her dad's turned himself in. And she's, you know, kind of getting her sister settled. They've contacted their grandparents because they're, like, maybe they want to um, take, the, take the body of my mom back to the home where right. she grew up and stuff like that. And she's feeling so much pressure because, you know, it's world it's worldwide sensation. Mm-hmm. It's g- galaxy-wide sensation that this, this man is confessing to a war crime the federation is scrambling Mm -hmm. because they were behind it all you know it's bad press and um so they actually have like paparazzi kind of like outside their home (laughs) and um so they've been kind of hiding out inside and then there's a knock at the door and she's like oh my god they got through the gates like (laughs) they got through the gates and i we have to deal with this it's not it's Azor. He comes bursting in. <laughs> it's Azor. Awesome. He could not stay back, okay? Oh, he had to come to her. And I really like that. He was like, I'm here. I'm like mm-hmm. here whenever you need me. And she's just like, oh, she's like, did you find her body or whatever? She's like, I sent my brother there. I came straight for you. Yeah. Like, he could have gone. He had the option to be the one. Like, this was like his, like, you know, revenge mission. Yes. And the fact that he was like, I entrust my that. My wife needs I, me. She's yeah, in my pain. wife needs me. <laughs> and my brothers can handle that. Yes. They'll find my aunt. I need you. And I want to make sure you're okay and taken care of. And he's like, my men my men have dispersed all those people. You're yeah. safe. <laughs> um, God, I love that sweet, sweet awesome. reunion, man. That sweet, it sweet was. reunion. It was so good. It was and lovely. she realized, she was like, no. She was like, I do want to be with you. Like, mm-hmm. we, we do have a marriage that is based on love. And we can come back from this like he does not blame her at all and she i think that the fact that she was part of the resolution to bring the aunt back that's what made it that's what made her like you know be able to let go like she she was atoning for her father's sins right and so like you know she just needed that for herself i think we needed that as the reader too because like she had her Gemma's guilt was so heavy it was that's why it was so painful it sent her into like this stupor and it's just like I can't be with you. I can't be with your family, like yeah. knowing this, but being able to at least be like, get her I've father. Helped. Yeah. Like he's now, you know, admitted to his crimes. We found Aunt Ina for you, at least. Like now she can, like, unburden her own soul yeah. to be able to give it back to him. Exactly. You know? And we have a beautiful moment. So, like, actually, she gives her family the option, like, you can go live with the grandparents, like, they're willing to mm-hmm. take you in, or you can come to our planet um and live over there and the sisters choose to go over with her i love that and i, I love, love they have their own little apartment in the village and yes stuff. they decide it's they so want to get jobs and stuff i thought that was so cute yeah. and uh, i thought that was adorable and uh they have a beautiful scene where um you know like i said once a month they have the um like what are they called the moon winds oh the moon winds yes um and those happen and that's whenever you know the spirits are all around and mm-hmm. stuff and they have made uh aunt ina's soul gem and they're kind of mm-hmm. waiting to see if her soul will travel from like that almost like purgatory realm 
into right. the realm where like you know eternal rest and stuff like that and they see her soul gem light up and they can tell like the sisters are they're reunited. reunited oh god so and i just sweet. absolutely loved it it was just so perfect and yeah. ugh, it was just beautiful you know and she was a part of like the whole ceremony like she feels like, they, like even her you know, blood was put yes. into the uh, gem or whatever yes, they like all the whole family's did blood. yes and so she feels like accepted into his family mm-hmm. and i just really like that because like it's a interesting like found family aspect and i just like i just really love it I so too yeah all right showdown just showdown scene <laughs> i think oh god i think it's gonna have to be the first time that he that they have sex honestly <laughs> <laughs> just because that was intense just because so they have many scenes where they're very like sexually intimate with each other, mm-hmm. but they're still in that hate mode. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's it's like he hates that he craves her. Yes. You know what it's I'm the saying? Anger. It's the anger. The anger that's driving. And I feel like the first time that they truly have sex because like he's holding himself back. He doesn't want to, you know, have sex because that's like the final bridge to where mm-hmm. like if I do this, if, you know, I'm with her, then I'm then she's seeking my, my wife. own. Yeah, then she's my wife. I'm seeking <sighs> my own pleasure. I'm betting her. You know, yeah. I'm claiming her as like my true wife you know what I'm saying yeah and I think that once he realized that you know she, her being in danger was enough to just push him over the edge he's just like I can't ever let her go she means oh. the most to me and yeah. I really like it because it's like you know that all the walls are down because yeah. he's allowed himself this yeah you know and I, I just really like that because it's like it's so understandable why he was keeping himself separate from her why he was like I can't love her but like you can't help it when it comes to mates yeah and I just really love that so yeah I think that is an excellent one I think that was amazing I'm gonna pick a quieter moment when you mentioned the moon winds it reminded me of this when she was afraid when she was afraid yeah and she feels even the spirits around her, who I think is like, her, you know, the um, Aunt Ina or somebody's yeah. around her, you know. When she's, she's a little bit like she doesn't know what's going on. But we find out also like she, we're in her head and she has been avoiding Azor because he was really mean and cruel to her like the last time they were together. So she won't even like let him come and feed on her and whatever. And there's a storm. The moon winds come and it reminds her of the night her mother died because her yeah. mother went out in a storm and never came back. And so she has basically like PTSD from it and she goes and she hides in this one little like corner but of course he finds her. He senses he her sense. He senses that she's in danger. He smells her and finds her and like even though she's angry, he's like, she's like, I'm still mad at you. He's like, I know. He's like so gentle. He pulls he her into his really lap. He is really gentle in this moment. He pulls her into his lap and wraps That's her up in his little scene. wing and like it's it's one of those moments where we can see the tenderness yes. of him. And You're like, right. And he feels badly for, you for know, being like, for yeah, lashing out. He, he was being an asshole. He lashed out and yeah. he feels really badly because like does. he was upset with himself and that's why he lashed yes. out. And you can tell he's really falling for it too because yeah, he realizes. Like, Damn it. I don't want her to be upset. I don't want her to be I mean, afraid. She, yes. And she yeah. loved her family and, you know, and she's experienced loss like me. And we, you know, it's just like one of those intimate connecting moments. It is. It's and beautiful. God. I like yeah. I think yours, yours wins 100%. We love the tender <laughs> moments. We love it. We love it. Yes. All right, guys. Okay. So, guys, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing The Autumn Bride. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with little H E A. Thank you.